The thoughts and opinions on this show are just that, opinions, and do not represent financial advice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of our show. Wow, the first hour was absolutely on fire. Kesha, <coughs> <laughs> uh, bless him. And a BSV, he's quite on the fence, I know that chap is. And, you know, well done for him coming on the show. Uh, thank you very much. We've also got Joel Delanis, who's going to be coming on. I, he will be coming on in a moment. Let me share this hangout so that all of us... So, Satoshi, tell us what we do on these shows and what this show about, just for anyone tuning in right now. Oh, yeah. So so this show is is really just, I suppose, giving people the information that we've already got, um, which which is why we ended up where we are. I... Uh, you know, like people often wonder, you know, why the price crashed? Yeah, you know, why did BTC crash? I heard Mike Novogratz being interviewed earlier today going, oh, you know, it was a bubble and people got overexcited and blah, 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 blah. No, they didn't. You know, the, the Bitcoin, the technology in it was absolutely sound, absolutely sound. Uh, it didn't need regulating because it was economically incentivized at every level, um, you know, and, and people heard that you know they could actually be responsible for you know with their own money they didn't need fun they weren't um um was it that they weren't kept uh, captured or they, they didn't you know um we're all basically forced to use these big financial institutions and for the first time we we actually don't have to you know if if people only knew that BTC was purposely hijacked and purposely crippled they would be furious like mm. like I was yeah, you know, I mean that's one of the reasons that drove me on to to get to the bottom of what had actually happened. Yeah, you know, so there there wow. was no bubble. The the technology in Bitcoin was absolutely sound, and it would have worked. It would have been absolutely perfect had they not crippled it, because it obviously you know they're they're protecting their own interests. You got mm. people like these big um, you know credit card companies who make their money from processing fiat transactions. You've got other financial institutions with close links to the Federal Reserve. They don't really want to. They don't really want to lose their um, grip on the control of the money supply. Mm-hmm. You know that that's that's what happened. That is what mm-hmm. happened. So people need to know. I mean, pers- personally, I do think people need to get a little bit angry about what happened because when yeah. you're buying BTC, you think you're buying Bitcoin, and the only mm-hmm. thing that defines Bitcoin is the technology. And when you find Bitcoin and you find that, hold on a minute, this is what's defined as technology and that's suddenly not what we're buying into, what are we buying? Because you're not buying Bitcoin. You're buying some, you know, some hybrid, uh, you know, I don't know, um, genetically modified, you know, just garbage, basically. That doesn't work. You know, if if, um, uh, if Blockstream wanted to come along and create their own, um crypto in a lightning network that didn't function very well they should have done it on their own coin and they should have left the name of the legacy chain where it was and scaled as satoshi nakamoto intended it to wow tell tell us a little bit more about that just for the viewers i I, i'm gonna need to go toilet i'm a human being (laughs) so you've, you've got the microphone for two minutes you guys right all right tramp how was that was that good Man, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the uh, that debate. You know, um, I want a few more of them. I want a few more chit chats with those people from uh, other blockchains. Um, I want. I'd like some XRP on here. Um, I want some LTC on here, and I want. <laughs> I want Charlie Lee on here. That's what I, I want, want Charlie Lee on here. Who, who do you want on? Come on. Who else do you want on? Charlie Lee's got a bit of explaining to do. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you ask him? 
what have you done with all your Litecoin? <laughs> Charlie, what are you holding now? Are you holding? Ah, yeah. oh, right, right. Why, why, why would that be then? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do with the money when you sold all your Litecoin? That's a good question, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah oh dear oh dear oh dear yeah no. I, I would love to have charlie lee on the show i would mm. he he would get he should be on our sunday roast because oh. he, he would get absolutely roasted and then grilled on top of it oh mate i'd marinate him for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, i'd tender him up a little bit before he gets here <laughs> Uh, Man, like, that was a, like, we, we need that we need more debates on here we need more debates yeah that was good action and um it he, was, he, it Shen, was. Uh, captain bitcoin got very uh into that didn't he good on it i know mate I, I thought i was gonna have to rush in and restrain him and pull him back yeah yeah <laughs> fantastic wasn't it it was uh yeah I, I could hear the passion in his voice yeah he was well up for it wasn't he uh yeah i, I could hear him getting really emotional yeah. to the point where he really wanted rob to understand where he was coming from and kind yeah. of like Rob just wasn't quite getting it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I hope, I do hope that Rob got it towards the end when I, when I brought up the issue of a balance is required. There's no point in just saying, Oh, well, it's going to happen. So we may as well, we may as well just let it happen anyway. You know, it's a bit like, you know, I mean, I don't really want to mention all the despicable evil acts I'm thinking of in my mind, but you know, I like being able to walk out my door and walk down the street and and feeling safe, knowing that I'm just not going to get shot by some psychopath who decides to shoot me because that's what he wants to do. Yeah, you know? or yeah, I've got some yeah. guy who's like off his face on uh, off his face on crystal meth and decides to hijack a you know, hijack a car and do go joyriding and you know mow down my little brother and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I don't want that stuff happening. No, you know? so no. I, think, I think his I think his view was was i actually think his view was probably very naive well you I said small-minded and i thought that was a good one um you know well, I, suspect not... he's, uh, I suspect he's still a student yeah you know, he's quite young maybe these things yeah. Whereas, yeah whereas when you when you when you come out of the protective educational bubble you know that that encourages free speech um without you realizing that you're actually have giving free speech within a controlled environment yeah. um you know when when you leave uh and you know education and you go into the real world and you know let's say you get robbed for the first time or you get mugged or you find that you know let, let's say you know you bank with should we say bearings bank or you know let's say um royal bank of scotland sends out a letter saying by the way we're going to issuing shares because we need to we need to raise some funds and then you know those shares suddenly go to zero you realize that you need governmental protection. You need protection that is, or you need a force that is greater than the force that has got one over on you. You, know, you need to be able to go to somebody and say, look, I've been wronged here. Mm. You know, cause it's uh, yeah. So I, I guess he's, I guess he's just going to learn, you know? Well, it looks like Joel's in the room. Joel's in the hello. hello, mate. Can you hear me? Hello, Joel. Hello. Joel, did you hear that debate there? Did you have a listen? Uh, no, I'm afraid I was off getting tea. I need oh, tea. Oh, you, you missed the action, mate. You missed the action. <laughs> wow. Oh, 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 wait. The, the debate before with um, yeah. the bloke. Yeah, I did hear that. What did you reckon? How, how was you? Did you did you um, manage to keep your call? Uh, no, he, I, of course. I, I kept my call, but he was totally wrong. Tell um, us why. 
right? Basically, keeping things anonymous is what the highest type of drug lords and criminals want, the ones which deal in um, slave markets and people trafficking. Yeah. And, you know, they're quite happy for the anonymous coin and everything like that and to continue. That's And that's the fiat world for you because fiat at the... Um, top end with the banking is is the corruption element you see and corruption uh, anonymous nature of coins lends itself to corruption yeah. and um, yeah bitcoin right i mean a lot of people think oh no but it's against the, the small crimes it's not really against the small crimes like okay as an example in the uk um the cannabis laws for example so, um, and it's quite similar in quite a few other countries when um there's a light shined on money people might find that a lot of low-level crimes are not actually um very legal but they are funded by um people who are financially interested in keeping certain you know low-level drugs criminalized mm. either because they have a financial interest in prisons for profit prisons yeah yeah and their uh staff so we say their very low employed cost staff are generally the low-end criminal offenders or if it may be they have a business in the uk with the only a for-profit license to grow cannabis in scale and sell it internationally um, for billions of dollars of profit. Mm. But not talking too much about those before I digress too much. Um, on the um, what Bitcoin does, it shines a light on things and people will find that uh, quite a few crimes might actually not be crimes anymore, whereas obviously the more serious crimes will still be crimes because yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know i think it's it's fair to say that most humans obviously not all because they are sick people out there um but most humans would like to live in a better world where we don't have these things occurring and we're not saying that the entire traditional market world is going to disappear there's still going to be people in shady corners dealing with you know fear in their undercoats and anonymous cryptos where they can get the worst type of things but we're saying that well we prefer a world of light living on the metanet where people can have privacy because this is what it is it's pseudonymity right there's privacy and being able to see things um and we prefer that and whereas what other people are getting mistaken from they're getting lost in the whole anonymous thing um if so i if i can go on so i go on about the privacy yeah no, let me just introduce yeah. you probably first to every, if everyone has just joined us have you introduced him yet have you uh no not yet do you wanna, okay do you i'll do the honors um viewers if you have just joined us we are here with the one and only Joel Daly, who is a prominent member of the BSB community, and we are honoured to have you on here, Joel. Thanks for coming on. It's actually Joe L. Just yeah, that's what I said, Joel. 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 Yeah. Jo- Joel. Yes. Yeah, I, I do apologise, guys. Joel is in the house. Joel. Thank you. Don't uh, you uh, get his name wrong. He'll have you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, um, the thing on privacy, right, which is what Bitcoin really brings to everyone, 
is that at scale, uh, you have privacy for individuals. So um, me as an end user can use the single address and then I can change that address and constantly change an address. Like for example, using Money Button, um, as a case example, you, you use like your number ID, but in fact that's randomly rotating your address. If you check the blockchain, you'll see it's getting sent to a different address every time, but you're giving someone a static money button ID address. So that's one way of doing it. And there's, there's going to be other ways where you can use like a, a name and it will still in the background give you a rotating address. So anyone trying to trace that to an individual is going to find it a bit tricky. Yet on the other side of the coin, because the whole part of pseudonymous is that for government entities, and big banks, say like a big government political party which is trying to raise money to get into office or something, their addresses are going to be very well known because they can't really use a rotating static address. You know, it's not really going to help them. And uh, people are going to be very interested in political parties' uh, address. You know, it's not like today's traditional system where you can just go and have a peek online and see what the Conservative Party or the uh, Labour Party are actually getting up to with their money. Yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. You know, and, and there will be people, I'm sure there's going to be people eagerly creating the tools to do this kind of thing voluntarily, because not only is it in the individual people's interest to look into these things, but it's also into government entities. Say, for example, a Bitcoin political group emerged which was pro bitcoin and what they might do is say hey everyone we're going to do our voting on the blockchain and everything where it's all completely transparent and we're also going to do our funding on the blockchain where you can see everything and you know we might tokenize things up where everything's going and we're going to be so transparent but contrary to what all those other political parties are saying we can just say look we are this transparent can legit see us and do everything through us and that in itself is the contrast of the honest politician versus the traditional politician um which some might say you know some have the view that politicians basically the better the liar the higher the politician there's that old type of saying so what we're seeing here is the dawn of the honest politician where using bitcoin not just bitcoin but the metanet as a tool hmm. it gives rise to them it gives them the opportunity the ones that want to take it because they, they have to choose to take it and ones who take the choice first and you know take those first step get rewarded first yeah that, that, that that's a, a really good point joel uh, i have, i actually thought about this um when i was getting into when i was first understanding what bitcoin was and i, I really long for the day where people should actually start to question and maybe not trust a politician when they say that or when they suggest that Bitcoin is bad. Because the only, the only people who don't want to use Bitcoin are people who don't want their money, money transactions to be traced, you know, who, who know they're doing illicit things. Yeah. You know, so, so really um, politicians <laughs> who understand uh, Bitcoin and, and BSV should actually be cheering on. You know, it'd be whiter than white. It's like, yeah, we want to see where these money transactions are going. You know, um, and and also again, in terms of economic policy, um, what half the re uh, the main reason that the uh, 
the economy goes you know down the plug hole is because of this uh, debt bubble that the fiat current system that the fiat system um, and fractional reserve banking creates so we need to get rid of it you know um e- economic uh, collapse is is devastating for everybody uh, and it causes more deaths than anything else so yeah bitcoin um bitcoin solves that issue it's uh, it's mm. great one of many issues um i mean really what you're talking about with the economic collapse thing is it's a cycle it's a cycle of boom and bust and it's an intended cycle which is well maybe an un- unintended cycle but it is a predictable cycle and you- you'll notice if you study like economic history that it has obviously happened time and time again and the cycles have started to happen closer and closer together mm. and obviously each cycle happens with a bigger uh, boom and bust type. Um, and, well, I mean, the last boom and bust was um, 2008. Um, so we have quantitative easing uh, ramped up all around the world. The media has gone a bit quiet on it, but it's still, like, happening in various parts. Um, we have Bitcoin finally put back together again after a few months, only a few months. And I've just been saying people have been seeing the progress. Uh-huh. It's uh, very good. And also as a comment to the person who's on before, uh, unfortunately, there does exist um, things that shouldn't be on the blockchain from BTC days, from the old days. So it's on also on the BCH chain as well as our chain. Yeah, I heard that. I heard someone else say that. It's it's a common <laughs> attack. It's a common uh, well. If you if you want to look at it from a certain perspective, it is a well known common attack to um, put something off. You know, introduce something abhorrent to society and such, and then keep on referring to that, repeatedly refer to that to try and put off more people. And people just need to look past it and understand the whole publishers and carriers law. And the fact that, you know, you have a responsibility as a publisher in whichever country you are, uh, depending on the laws in your country, to not publish illegal things. Uh, and ho- hopefully people will feel it in their hearts as a moral responsibility. Um, mm. But the thing is, as well, is people are going to discover and have been discovering that all these people are doing are basically signing their way into prison. They're just saying, hello, I, I put this on and here's my signature. And mm. they think because that particular address might not ever be used for like um, a public thing, they think that they won't be tied numerous times through numerous data points through their identity to that address. Eventually, they will use other things enough times where they will identify themselves enough times and there'll be a hundred data points pointing back to that address saying this person is X, Y, Z. That's how it works. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, similar to like Facebook algorithms. Um, but yeah, data point searching and such can do that. Um, the Joel, closer- um, Joel, can I just say something, right? When, you, yeah. when you're chatting to us three, what you have to do is when you, you're a very technical guy and it's fantastic, but sometimes you have to try and translate uh, into, you know... Um, <laughs> That's a, don't, please don't apologise, but it's very interesting because we're learning as well. So thank you for that. Sorry, man, carry on. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, so basically it's like hops as well. 
So um, there might be a distance of hops identifying someone, so like 10 hops or like eight hops uh, before someone is uh, like using an exchange uh, between a primary address, which was linked to something bad. Uh, but the more that person uses different services around, which actually identifies them, and the, the closer the hops and the number of data points that it actually interacts with them, the more that a system will turn around and say, okay, this is like a, a 50%, 60%, 70% chance until it goes, yeah, go and knock on this door. Mm. Well. And and as Craig's pointed out, we've got like twenty plus years, and uh, as the law starts realizing, well, actually, it stays on there forever. So you know, we don't have to limit it to twenty years. We can just go back and look and go, oh, that person. And the way if people realize, like you guys realize, how everything's going to be moving to the metanet, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot of businesses which, you know, will be slower and everything. And a lot of businesses still wanting to do shady stuff with just fear. Um, but all the businesses that, are, that go onto the MetaNet and literally do their business on the MetaNet and all their tracking and whatnot, you know, even if they're a physical uh, store like BrewDog, they could just have all their software on the, the MetaNet, on their yeah. tablets and whatnot. Um, people will able to trust all of those they will gain more trust they will be able to do business a lot cheaper like yep. people uh, you probably profit. pointed out yeah profit storage costs would drop for all the internet storage costs and their security costs would drop um for big businesses that's you know a lot of savings over time. it's massive yeah that's what they're looking for joel yeah exactly um and need. then the whole tokenization things when they start doing all that and putting on their paperwork as well yeah. So um, basically, all the people living on the MetaNet are going to profit because a lot of for the businesses to gain more of a market share, whatever market share they're in, the way to do that is to then undercut your your opponents. So you're mm-hmm. on the MetaNet, you're doing business, you're making profit because you're un, you're making savings. Then you start offering discounts to all your customers, ten percent less if you come to me and do your business on the MetaNet. Yeah. We've we've had very similar conversations, Joel, over the phone, Toshi and I. Trust me, yeah. So, yeah, uh, so then that starts pulling in more and more people. They start living mm. on the metanet and everything. And all the, the people who, you know, maybe they want a bit of drugs, okay, and like the last person was saying, they can get a little bit, you know, in their dirty fiat money if they really want to. But they're going to find that people living on the metanet and within those areas, just, you know, they'll get the legal stuff. Like cannabis is spreading legally already anyway. Um, and I think, like I said, because like also my, a bit of my background to viewers, I'm a, I've studied criminology. I've got a BSc a degree in criminology and law has been one of my things for a while. And one of my interests when I got into Bitcoin was through uh, the legal aspects and um not so much the legal aspects, but the anti-corruption aspects, uh, the potential. And uh, I, what I saw, I loved. Um, wow. Hence why I'm still here. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so people still wanting drugs can still get a bit of drugs, but people living on the internet, they will find that a lot of low-level drugs will become legal. They will still be able to get their things at a cheaper price because business is doing on the internet. Um, whereas the morally repugnant crime will remain off the metanet and police will still have to do the work unfortunately it's not like police are going to disappear um 
but their job on the metanet will be like a thousand times easier that, that that's absolutely fascinating joe and, yeah. and thank yeah. you for coming on the show and and, and as you're talking i'm kind of imagining this this almost yeah. futuristic world yeah where where things are smarter um you know we're, we're not getting rid of crime per se but it's becoming a more how can i put it um i was looking for the word responsibility but a bit like responsibility you know there's more there's more sight there's more oversight there's more or intersight between the relationships of people and things and assets and businesses and commerce and users and end users and stuff. And it's just, can you kind of describe, let's say we was to fast forward to a BSV Bitcoin SV world in 249. Yeah. Um, so what, another 20 years or, or maybe 269, you know, another 40 years. What kind of a world is that? Could you describe that? But like we're talking stream end, you know, applications of BSV, that's not even extreme end, mate. I mean, we could go further than that. Um, but oh, I, I, I will stop. The viewers there. love this stuff. The, the, yeah, but the viewers love this stuff. I've got people saying, <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, basically, by that point, we're going to have a lot of uh, robotic integration and automation, mm-hmm. uh, which will be AI software running on Bitcoin with um, central, uh, central like control centers like uh, operating servers operating servers on bitcoin which will allow you to control whichever ais you have running like self-driving cars mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. drive around and are funded by the passengers by bitcoin and then they drive to garages and taxis uh, ranks and if they have damage they go to a garage they can say beep beep fill me up or repair yep. this mm-hmm. and then they pay the garage owners in bitcoin Mm-hmm. back afterwards after the, the damage repairs done and then they go on driving again so you've got 24 7 taxi cars or maybe an hour off for maintenance or whatever wow um and then you're gonna have um like the automated the iot things is is going to be like ai software uh simple ai software which checks whether or not uh, you, you what you've been eating how much you've been putting in your fridge and then Say, for instance, you're low on milk, uh, it's going to send off a receipt. Because a lot of people, a lot more people do shopping online, Tesco's and whatnot. Mm. If you've got an account with them and you've linked up your fridge, which would be done via something like a hand cash, an advanced hand cash thing. Mm. Have your hand cash up here, scan here, link up your fridge with your Tesco's uh, shopping account. And uh, then whenever your milk is low, you'll put just a few items, which are your regular items. And whenever your milk is low, it'll just beep, order some more milk. Wow. And your Tesco people will come around in the morning and such, as they do, most people. But basically, it will just cut out the need for you to actually do the ordering. It, well, you know, a lot of... Um, the talk is cut out the middleman, cut out the middleman by banking. A lot of people think banking, and it's like, no, it's cut out the middleman of everything. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Even yourself, mm. <laughs> you know, That's... little middle activities. And, like, another thing to explain, right, atomic swaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think atomic swaps are, like, moving an altcoin to, like, Bitcoin at the same time. <laughs> and it's like no no like for instance like with money button you can with one click you can get a membership you can get upgraded in a membership say like if you're going to join a um, 
gaming membership thing. Mm -hmm. And in the same process, in that one click, you paid uh, free staff members who are moderating the gaming website. You've also paid for business by a fourth output. You've also, with a multiple, uh, sorry, with a op return, you've got a receipt returned to you, which is detailed what you brought and everything in case you ever need to bring it up. But the actual transaction is the receipt as well. Mm. Um, you will also, cool. also well yeah you don't need any change return because it would just give out exact same amount but also mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're buying any content as well like a game or music or video mm -hmm. and then all in that one mb click you will get the game spit out the receipt pay the staff pay the business and done wow so you're doing multiple things. The, the atomic swap means like doing multiple things and getting your service and whatever else you pay for. And because you might pay for multiple things, two, two or three tickets sent mm -hmm. to two different addresses, and you can pay all of that at once in mm -hmm. one click. But you, you need the tools uh, built like Money Button, and there will be other ones. But Money Button, I think, will be will remain one of the main ones into the future. Uh, but. Yeah, this is an atomic swap rather than swapping altcoins at this shitcoin. Sorry, swear jar. Where's that swear jar? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rather than swapping altcoins, you swap your payment and services and a product at exactly the same time. Rather than like the current, I'm sure a lot of people have brought games off Steam. Yep. Uh, you, you pay for the service, you know, which goes by another service, the payment system and uh, then you have to get the game and download it's pretty smooth and everything and you get the email as well but it's, it's fairly smooth but if you think about how many things are clumped together there the payment service the steam download which is a step afterwards and also the email service when you mm -hmm. could all actually just have all of that in one button Wow. And that's why it's so important that businesses, it's a real first mover advantage at the moment because businesses that are building these kinds of technologies, you know, the talking fridge, the self-driving car, you know, utilizing the Bitcoin blockchain. Do you think that, how, how do you think they have first mover advantage if by doing these things now? They get to experiment now. Um, what a lot of people are discovering uh, with the lifting of op return is just the basics. Basics at the moment. Uh, when script language, the limits on script um, is lifted, and then people will learn that they can do long scripts and looping scripts and oracles. See, no one's talking about oracles. You see, um, they will get to experiment with these things, like which are slowly getting removed as. The, the unbleepening, as Steve calls it, as you're yeah. slowly repairing things, um, they will get to experiment with these things as the developers around us are building these things and experimenting themselves. So that when we get to the stage, because we do need to raise the limits even more, where we have like the websites on the chain and the money button interacting, the devs and the businesses will be right there at the front um, and they will have a model first. They will have that first mover advantage and saying, saying to everyone, we've already built this. And all the businesses standing by the side will just be standing there wondering how we've even done it. Mm. <laughs> wow. Any questions, gentlemen, about this future? I've changed the, the channel 
um, the, 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 the show name to a future BSV world, a, a Internet of Things, AI, Bitcoin, blockchain. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should have put Joel's name on there as well, because I'll tell you what, Joel, this is gold dust. You are painting a great picture of the future. You really are. Can you wow. pop your um, second name in there for us, Joel, into our um, Hangout chat? You'll and what's your hand cash as well, please, Joel, so we can get your Joel, so we can get your hand cash out there. If oh, you have you one. don't need my hand cash. <laughs> you don't need that one. Um, <laughs> I'll give you my surname. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, tell us more of this future. I think I think a lot of businesses brilliant. listen to these shows, and people are listening to these yeah. shows just trying to get this this vision of the future. You know, they're trying to imagine how it can be so that they can build these kind of applications now. They can start building the infrastructure now and speed this process up. Okay, right. Health. Not many people look at the health applications um, and the AI health applications. Um, I'll tell you about like a a quick story about uh, a trip back from London I had uh, last year. Uh, On the way back on one part of the journey, uh, I met a woman on the train who was a professor from the University of Bristol. Uh And coincidentally, we started chatting and... um, as I do, I started talking about Bitcoin Good. and um, some of the technical aspects and the, the Bayesian uh, maths and the economics. I, I started trying to explain that for some reason. Um, so basically, we start, started chatting and it turned out that she was doing a research on um, doctors in GPs uh, and responses, uh, time responses for uh, their patients and how it can be improved. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, patients go to their GPs and a lot of them feel like, oh, they're not listening to me, the GP and whatnot. And, and you know, there's a lot of money, wasted money and time spent. And as we all know, GPs are and people, GPs are quite well paid and also they're, they're really overworked as well. You know, if we had a lot more GPs uh, serving people in the UK, we'd all be better off. Wow. Right. So there's been a lot of work in AI GP stuff. And basically she was was working not in the AI area, but in the human area. Uh, And I didn't really take time to explain to her, but I will to you guys, is that in the future and what some of people are working towards is the AI doctor aspect, where basically uh, you will have an AI doctor uh, on a server and customers can just talk to it and it will have the most common uh, responses uh, available to you and it will diagnose uh, each person depending on the answers and questions it gets and I, I think you can google this but I don't know what it is right now but maybe listeners out there might later um, so basically it, it works on the responses and it's whatever it's been pre-programmed with now, there's a limit to these in that if you do it on a server, obviously the server has a limit space and uh, you've got to actually program it and tell it what the responses are and all the medical stuff. However, if you have, say, uh, something like endless memory or memory, which is a bit like a global computer, for instance, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, and then you program an AI, a me- such a medical AI on the blockchain and then it, you have a way for it to access the information be say relative medical information say there's you know Anne. you've heard of Anne, of course so no, say that tell the viewers what Anne is 
quickly. Well, you know, for 10 seconds. And, and is like a data search engine uh, for the blockchain. So you can type in like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it will draw out Arnold Schwarzenegger points of data and then feedback to you like Arnold Schwarzenegger is an actor. He's done these films, blah, 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 blah and Mm -hmm. different things like that but it's nothing specific it's a bit generalized Mm -hmm. uh in in the future there might be uh medical specific ones which will look for medical terminologies and uh possibly into databases which people have voluntarily uploaded of their own medical files and then the ais will draw on all of this global data these global storages and also what's publicly available and tagged as medical and so that's all with medical AI. And it will draw together answers for people, who, uh, for customers who ask it a question and say, hey, you know, um, these are my ailments. What are your recommendations? And instead of having one computer, one storage uh, to build on, or even just one nation, it will have the entire globe to draw on, the entire blockchain memory uh, to draw all its information from and give wow. you a responsive answer. And not only that, as time progresses, it will get better and better. Wow. That is amazing. That is, that is absolutely amazing. That's just blown my mind, Joel. That is fantastic. Yeah, really good. Uh, just add a little bit of comedy there. News update said, uh, if my fridge starts talking to me in the mornings, it's going straight to the skip. <laughs> 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 yeah, the thing is, the thing is I, was thinking, I was thinking, I hope I could have my fridge. And I was genuinely thinking in a, like, a really sexy female voice. Hi, Shem. I've just ordered you some more milk. <laughs> Why, thank you, computer. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a business application right there. Sell a fridge with the automated voice and service and so, and then sell voice packages. Yeah. Dr. Craig Wright, open the fucking fridge, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just imagine if your fridge thinks you've had too much to drink one night and then locks itself so you can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, oh, please what, what, please what, what, the fridge before we open. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. What, if, uh, what if your fridge knows that he's a bit too old? He's like, right, boys. Time to do one. I'll see you later. What might be interesting is AIs in a fridge, but when a um, user you know, passes the fridge on, the AI remains. So it takes whatever information it learned and to better serve its next customer. It's okay, Shem. I know you need 12 beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry this bridge was an alcoholics one yeah i'm sure that would go down well but um also yeah, right, I can... imagine that there are loads of applications for fridges like weight watchers yeah calories <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you've had too much to eat today <laughs> <laughs> naughty naughty cheating fridays none of that <laughs> Have any of you guys ever um, messed around with any virtual reality things? Yes. Right. When um, we get to the point of having a store like Tesco's or something in virtual reality, Mm. uh, or any store where you can shop, and also a Bitcoin integrated wallet. So you can deposit into your, your account, and then put on your VR stuff, 
and then walk around in the store and literally just buy stuff and your wallet will be there. Wow. And and your actual money. This is this is the the stuff that's going to really hopefully inspire people out there. You know, if you're a programmer, developer, businessman, mm. or you know someone out there that's involved in these kind of things, you know, re- really kind of uh, that's the real takeaway for tonight's show. You know, we want to inspire you folks out there in the community and in business and how how the power of the Bitcoin blockchain. You know, it's not just the money; it's it's bigger than that. That's the kind of message I'm getting from you, Joel. Yes, Bitcoin was just. I I had a um, message on like a picture that's been on YouTube and well Google for years, and it says, "Isn't it? Bitcoin is the first application. Prepare for what comes next." But it actually said something more before that. It said, um, "Bitcoin is as money." is the first application, prepare for what comes next. But because it was too long at the time, collared coins cut out that little middle bit. Yep. But what it, what it meant was as money is the bottom layer and then on top of it, you build more and you build upwards. And then on there, you have the businesses, the trading and mm. uh, it's, it's anti-corruption. It's mm-hmm. also very profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also means you can do like AI stuff and automation, automation, which doesn't run out, mm. you know, because it's working on a blockchain and it's in the miners financial interest to keep it going. It was like, um, oh, you know, this full no thing. I had a disagreement with someone on Twitter a week or so ago. Really? I get a lot of that. I wasted five hours of disagreeing with this person which i should have done like being constructive but anyway the theme of the conversation was this person was complaining about that uh bitcoin will rely on uh people having to roll uh to run their 50 dollar a month nodes like for explorers and whatnot uh people who are not miners uh people who need to run a full node my full node stuff mm. um Basically, I, I was a bit like for fifty dollars a month, and you can't think of some way to monetize yourself. If mm. you can't think of some way to monetize yourself, or you're not paying it just because you're a hobbyist, and then you, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm. You know, <laughs> but there will be specialized nodes out there, like nodes, but they're not part of the proper network. They are just uh, business nodes, and one of the things which I, yeah, I suppose I can mention, is that um, there's stuff which Craig uh, and Steve actually mentioned, Steve Sadders at the last Bitcoin conference, it is on YouTube, uh, which is going to be called like merchant nodes, which will allow uh, these merchant nodes to do transactions cheaper and better and more connected to miners. Like you, you have the small world which exists on top, the um, mining tier mining no tier that's the main stuff the lower tier which is all the little specialized nodes and hobbyists mm-hmm. uh, but in between that you will have merchant nodes which are like the businesses uh you know like because really most users at the bottom you need you're going for a business that's why you're spending it unless you're bouncing coins to each other for some reason you most transactions will be going for a business and if most of these are going for a business on this kind of um ethereal second tier and then it kind of then those are directly connected to miners 
then all the transactions will go a lot faster and a lot smoother. You won't be um, bouncing transactions around the bottom. They'll just be going zoom straight through the merchant node, straight up. And yeah, very, very effective, very fast. And also it allows merchant nodes to be able to do um, things like you've got the 25 limit thing uh, from money button. What's that? Uh, it's, it's like a transaction limit thing. Like you can only hit it 25 times in a row. Mm-hmm. and then it limits you but uh, things like merchant nodes and with specialized software will allow you to increase all of that lot it's, it's basically a part of increasing all the limits and scaling and uh, it's, it's going to be very very useful like a, a global business um doing you know a thousand transactions uh, a day or well an hour or where, however long they're going to be looking at these things and drooling mm-hmm. wow uh, I mean, uh, Satoshi, I imagine you'd have some kind of technical financial questions or this kind of future world kind of thing going on. Oh, well, Joel has just pretty much been enlightening me. I've literally just been listening, taking it all in. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh, It's just really opened my eyes and made the vision even more clearer for me now. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm a bit disappointed at uh, at my own lack of imagination. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know what i i'm a really big fan of kind of cybernetic culture and the kind of um you know this future technological world that we're heading towards in which humanity can um you know progress um you know get into the stars and and one of the things that's always interested me is the future notion of a highly technologically advanced civilization kind of as, as globalism increases quality of life increases technology you know energy generation you know th- those sort of things da 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 and and with that is the this this technology blockchain bitcoin you know a bitcoin blockchain and how it can revolutionize the very you, you know process of of governance um economics um supply chain you know there's not a single area that i couldn't that you know you know that 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 wouldn't ain't that won't be affected by this technology does that make sense you know society as well um one of the things about the traditional world is that it allows uh rise it allows people who have corruption or the cheat uh, to be able to rise above others. So say if you've got two people on an even playing field, like mm-hmm. two people are trying to be get a supervisor job or a manager job or mm-hmm. be a counsellor or a mayor, the one that employs cheating tactics will generally cheat. always win, always mm-hmm. win. The, the more they are willing to cheat and lie, mm-hmm. the more chance they have of winning. Mm-hmm. Because... This the reason why they can get away with it is because the financial system allows for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not oh my god for banks, bad evil corrupt banks. It's bad evil corrupt some people who work in the banks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that for it. It's not you know um, this isn't a dig at the banks because the banks serve a purpose, and I am a mm-hmm. great believer in banks and government. Though I do believe in small government. Um, my point is is that people can be corrupt and they get positions where they can abuse that power, unfortunately. And sometimes good people get abused and pushed into doing things like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if there's a world, like you're saying, a future world, 
Um, because in criminology, you see, one of the things why uh, people commit crimes is the risk factor. The risk factor that they will be caught after the fact. If there's a like a 99% chance, like I'm going to go and rob this bank and someone's going to catch me, then I'm not going to bother. But mm-hmm. someone, if there's like a 1% chance of you just picking up that thousand pounds and no one's going to mm-hmm. say a word, it's much more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, in the traditional world with the financial, especially if you know high-end banking, you know, and the more money you have and you start using tr- hedge funds and trust and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, it allows even more anonymity. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know if you heard the previous video that we did on our Wednesday debate uh, night um we changed the name because we didn't want to offend our viewers we had a few a few complaints but um no we 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 painted two two worlds a world where dark money rules where no one mm. had any visibility can you really explain joel what kind of a you know because to me that felt a bit orwellian you know and I, I it just felt a bit bit you know there's no visit and whereas this world where we we see what's occurring it's this digital visibility you know right you know, people do kind of um, try and put on that whole, isn't that a bit like surveillance state, uh, you know, which I is think, like... I the, think the dark money is the more Orwellian yeah. for me, because yeah, that means that. hidden agenda. It's like Biff Tannen world from Back to the Future yeah. 2. <laughs> like, exactly. You see, people wrongly ascribe the Orwellian thing to the Bitcoin thing, because Orwellian is like, yeah, the dark current state where you have Big Brother able to see one way, yeah, you're not able to see the other way, mm-hmm. you know, and as what Bitcoin does and the MetaNet, because Bitcoin doesn't do it by itself. You have to have the MetaNet. You have to have the businesses and whatnot on the MetaNet as well, mm-hmm. all the voting and the contracting and all of that lot. Um, what, what it does, it forces honesty, because if you know for certain that you're going to get caught, you are far less likely to do it. And you, if you know for certain, oh, I could swindle a, a million pounds in Bitcoin, but the more I swindle, the bigger jail time I'm going to get, and I'm definitely going to get caught, it's less likely to happen. There's still going to be some idiots out there. Like currently, a lot of people think Bitcoin is anonymous, so that's why they do these things. Um, and then they get caught. Um, <laughs> and there's... Uh, also going to be people who do crime in like the fiat world like i said earlier it's not going to completely disappear but just in the areas where people trade and live in metanet you know there'd be like city areas where you can only trade in metanet uh so in bitcoin because they all live on the metanet um so everyone in that area be trading on bitcoin they won't accept fiat dirty money uh, and anyone coming in going, hey, do you want a suitcase of this dirty money? Come on, come on. Everyone would be like, yeah, no, we, we, we don't know where you got that dirty money from. Mm. It's a bit yeah. dodgy. The whole, the whole way they view Bitcoin now is, oh, we don't know where you got your money from. And all that. It will flip. That's that's very true. That's very true. And also, <laughs> that fiat money is just going to be as good as counterfeit money because they've yeah. just printed it out of thin air. And remember... <laughs> worthless. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if I should say. Well, Craig has mentioned this. At some point, we're going to be subsuming all the fiat into a fiat substitute, mm-hmm. which is the, the proper way to do it. Uh, because you take the legal tender. I'm not going to explain it all online, but basically you use the legal tender itself and there is a proper way to do it and you create a fiat substitute. 
uh, which is a lot more stable uh, and backed by that the whatever you you're replacing Back and topic. people yeah people with the paper money like you said with the counterfeit for stuff you'll be going well i know that the fiat substitute cannot be counterfeited but you'll pay for money which can be used for a lot of other dodgy stuff i'm just not sure <laughs> what are you thinking super tramp He's blown his brains out on the floor. Mate, literally, the guy has blown me to pieces. Um, yeah, uh, you know how I feel about counterfeit money. I think counterfeit money is rife. Um, it is When I was growing up, I remember people were selling £22 notes in, in my local area for £7 each. You know, um, and these were, these were getting accepted and stuff. So um, God knows how many of them are in the system. And I know um, at school people used to have... Uh, fake pound coins as well um right. yeah uh, and they used to sell them for uh, 25 pence each <laughs> <laughs> um so all jokes aside you know counterfeit money is a problem um everything that you've just said joel about the stuff getting printed and everything I, I completely agree it's ridiculous it's an old system that needs to be changed yeah but there's also the uh, replacement cost to hm treasury and all governments every uh, so many years they've got to cycle through all their currency the coins and the paper notes and redo it all and that costs a lot of money and if you imagine once you've got the legal tender into the fiat substitute you never have to redo it mm. Mm. yeah 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 My that's a great thought there's a ton so, of benefits for um, these governments. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I think the, the, that particular system, it seems to kind of favour one sector of society. Um, when, when money gets pumped into the system as it stands, uh, it's the people who have got loads of money that probably don't get affected, um, that get affected the least. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. If you've got a piece of artwork on your wall that's worth a quarter of a million pounds, then... Um, if, if there's a little bit of quantitative easing with what Joel was talking about before, then you might not feel the pinch of that. But mm-hmm. my fiver's worth less. Mm-hmm. My little runty fiver is now worth less because you've just decided to print more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost right? it's almost as bad as counterfeit. Yeah, you could yeah. argue it, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, one listening to uh, you know, Joel talk there has just really, really driven it home to me you know how dirty fiat is i mean if even if there's a fiat substitute you know i mean currency used to be backed by gold it actually used to represent something whereas fiat literally doesn't represent anything it really is dirty money when you think about it like that you know um and in a uh in a yeah, you know, in the in a in a selfish way, in a selfish way, I've just started dreaming about moons and Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> You're entitled. You, um, as you convert the fear into the fear substitute, it becomes backed by Bitcoin. Yeah, wow. yeah, I, I I understand that. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I and think also, um, what other some might not, you guys will realise this. The more that that happens in in all around the world, not just one particular denomination, as it starts, the fear starts getting sucked up. It creates um, because you know the volatility at the moment with Bitcoin at fifty pounds is nothing compared to what it will 
become like you know as it properly gets adopted and people realize the actual utility um it will be really high and um, but the fiat substitute while the volatility is going up and down and the value is increasing a lot that will the fiat substitute in all the countries will provide a stability mm-hmm. so uh, because it will always be have that base because you're converting fiat straight into it and keeping it mm. backed as well um so basically um yeah you, you you'll have the fiat substitute which is a hell of a lot more stable than the real fiat as well because it won't be getting pumped up it will just be getting converted pound per pound you won't be able to just create fiat substitute on the fly you have to create more fiat and then buy into fiat substitute so it takes away that problem you know like which you were describing which uh bitcoin tramp was describing about uh inflation and your fiver being worth less when you wake up which is a real problem um yeah global inflation and global hyperinflation hyperinflation is a real thing and the more that the world gets connected together especially with trade the more the bust happens when it does happen each time and i think the next one's going to be um pretty big Mm. Yeah, oh my, um, do you know the 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 world of uh, BSV that you've just described there, Joel, um, was actually like was actually the world that I envisioned um, for BTC before it got crippled. Yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. that really is. I think I think you've really brought the dream of what um, you know Bitcoin is about to fruition here. When you've just been explaining it to everybody, yeah, it really has. It's kind of like it's given me my mojo back. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. Mm. that's what good I'm job, feeling. Joel great job um no that's absolutely fantastic um is there anything else you'd like to add at all joe or any kind of um stories or or any kind of new information you want to send us um well the I sector, mean, pretty... go on now that we've got things back together it's been a few months uh the developers in the space know what they're doing and they're not building downwards they're building upwards now uh wow. we the sector wants more developers to recognize that you don't have to worry about scaling. You don't have to worry about um, any of the digging down things. You, all you can do is just use your imagination and build upwards. And if you're not sure what to actually build, uh, find a partner, uh, find a business partner or creative partner. Because in this world, what we have are creators, builders and teachers so you, your creators are like the artists and the musicians and they can create beautiful things. And the builders are the ones who help build the things which bring it to the market and help shepherd it into the market. And the teachers are those who help teach about what you've built and the wider world. And sometimes you get people with a combination of those skills or sometimes with only a, a few of the skills. And you need to find people who are experts in one or more areas. So if you want to do something and you feel you can't do it yourself find people at meetups there's meetups um growing now i'm sure shem hopefully will continue to be a, a strong part of that um and they're growing globally as well as brendan there's, there's well, lots of us all around the world i can't take the credit as much as i'd like to but um we want creators builders yeah. and teachers wow so that we are we have all of the creators and we're teaching them what 
they can put on, which is pretty much everything. And yeah. then we have builders working with the, the creators to bring your things to life. And keeping in mind, everyone, that we've only just started, re, you know, uh, putting things back together. And there's still some un bleep stuff to do. Yeah, uh, which is very, which is minor now, but people are starting to get the idea. There's a lot of developers actually around my that I see around uh, working on Twitter in the Slack, the MetaNet where I watch things, yeah. and in the space. Uh, and there's also business. I mean, the thing is, the last year and stuff, we finally got the developers all on track, um, properly on track, and there's no more developers building downwards. Now we're attracting businesses and business-minded people who actually want to build things. So uh, people out there, if you do have genius ideas, find a developer and uh, attract some teachers as well uh, to you. You know, teachers are these guys, you know, telling you how it is uh, and bringing it to the world. Well, are you, you, I think I'm more of, um, I've got loads of uh, business ideas, Joel. The guys will tell you, right? Yeah. And this is before, you know, this is these are some, some of these are from ages ago. I just, I've got serial um, domain names um, and ideas and all sorts going on. I need to find developers badly. <laughs> I really do. But I'm waiting for when it's ready. I don't want to put pressure on them because I know they're very busy doing the, like you say, the, the foundations, you know. Come to the MetaNet ICU. Um, I'll drag you in there and we'll talk <laughs> anyway as well uh, because, uh, as you'll find, there are developers now itching at the teeth like they're just finishing their own little projects and they're finding, realising that you can put websites on chain and they're thinking, oh, you know, what? not just that you can transplant business models of today on chain but you can actually do new models and they're, they're interested in working with people so um yeah i'll drag you on there and when I'll i'm be, talking joel, joel i'll be delighted so thank you very much yeah, yeah joel, no. uh, i've got a question for you before we go yeah are you unwriter no no i'm not <laughs> are you sure <laughs> yes uh, are you really sure he is <laughs> no people shouldn't pry too much he does great work and uh let, let him do his great work when when he's ready i'm sure he will let himself be known could be a she could be a female yeah. you, you let it slip there joel where we now know that you yeah. know who it is yeah you know <laughs> joel knows everybody the <laughs> <laughs> proof of work thing <laughs> I, he, does, he lives by proof of work i've talked to him and um or her and he seems perfectly fine, and I'm sure I will talk to him or her uh, many more times. Can you get him on the show for us? Maybe I can ask him, <laughs> but it's his own choice. <laughs> I'll ask him. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, um, I might leave you to it then. Um, it's been a pleasure being gone. Thank you very much. Uh, is there any more last questions? I just want to say, Joe, it's not a question, it's a comment. I just want to say what a fabulous um, spiel you've given us tonight and you've painted a beautiful picture of the future for BSV. Um, my imagination, mate, really, is going crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, I'm imagining my Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The scarce reply, uh, scarce supply, sorry, uh, is, is not... It's not just to get rich. I mean, it's, it's nice that it is. That's that's a icing on the cake. The scarce supply is part of a whole security model. 
Mm. Uh, and it's just a very, very happy coincidence that in that framework, uh, we also do get more wealthy, which is fine because, you know, in a, in a way, the last 10 years, actually, has been a great filtering tool because if the people like uh, Roger and Emin and Peter and some others I won't name, if they still had all their wealth and were still in the game five, ten years later on, and were in positions of of wealth and power, and then things might not be going so well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the fact that we've had these ten years of filtering out people who um, don't understand the tech or have ulterior motives mm. and, yeah. and uh, generally don't really care about the greater world mm. uh, because I, I will say this about Craig um, people think he's harsh and all of this lot and everything but personally I view him as one of the people who serves the world the most by creating Bitcoin and by continuing to work hard and publicly and taking all the heat uh, he takes up a lot of heat um, from a lot of people and he does it for everyone you know he, he could go quiet and be rich and happy you said that satoshi work. didn't you you said that that he could have just gone yeah. on and lived on an island and yeah, he could have yeah yeah enjoyed his wealth but he didn't he chose to stick around and fight for what he believes in absolutely yeah it's yeah cracking bloke i don't care what anyone says yeah yeah exactly so um yeah a, a lot of people think like oh uh people oh sit in his pocket but it's not that it's that people walk the same road as him we see what he's trying to build and what he has built and uh, we think it's beautiful and we think oh i, I want to walk on that road and i want to help uh, bring that about you know mm-hmm. that's a future for not just myself but for my children and my grandchildren yeah. and um yeah, you know, uh, that's something to fight for. Yeah, defo. Wow, what an inspiring comment. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank that's you, Joel. That's superb. Thanks we'll for let... having me, guys. Have a great one. We'll let you go. I'm going to press the magic red button. Goodbye, Joel. See you, Joel. See you later, Joel. Wow. What wow. a... This, that was an incredibly in-depth technical explanation that I hope fascinates our viewers and, oh, and inspires them. That really, that really was amazing. Very Star Trek. I was getting Star Trek vibes. You know, like this future world. Da di da di da. You know? I like his. Um, I like the uh, delivery of confidence as well with Joel. Um, Joel. Yeah. He he talks with uh, great confidence about this space, and I, I, I really like that. Mm. I felt that vibe. He was very, very confident in what we were saying, like most of us are. Um, yeah. So what a pleasure to have him on. Um, what an insight. Yeah, yeah. And he he was actually sort of um, just going re- repeating what I already said. Like he, you know, I, I thought when I first discovered Bitcoin, and I was actually pretty much imagining the world that he was describing. Mm. But you know, I, I sort of knocked it on the head because I thought I was getting a bit carried away with myself. But to hear him actually vocalize what yeah. I was actually initially thinking and what I thought Bitcoin could be. When I first discovered it, has literally just blown my mind. The dream blown is still alive, guys, and this is why people in this space, I think, we're starting to see. Do you know what I mean? This is this is what it's all about. That's exactly why I got into Bitcoin as well, because I was thinking not only is it money, but once the smart contract thing, da di da di da, you know, and 
it's a whole new we're not just talking money if you're thinking just money ladies and gentlemen you're thinking too small yeah like bch yeah exactly what i had it i was just thinking that i was like that level of conversation that we had you know about bch and just you know whether or not you could smoke stuff in your own home i'm just like oh god you're so missing the picture here yeah massively. it's a shame isn't it it's kind of sad that's why i wanted to press him on it because i was thinking what type of personality is this person are they like it's just what i found with that person to summarize what how i felt about it was they were very insular about what they said as in it was all about their personal circumstances rather than yeah. when we're sitting here we're talking about the whole entire world you Sir Toshi often mentions Africa. Shem, um, Captain Bitcoin's another one. You're always talking about how it would affect other people, other societies. And, you know, it's away from your personal thoughts. Whereas that guy was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to sit in my room. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I suppose if you do feel like that and you, you kind of got this thing where uh, it's all about me and what I want to do right now in the mm-hmm. comfort of my own home, that type of blockchain might be appealing. If you want the future and you want to do business, Mm. and you want to want to go somewhere then i suppose this is where it's at bsv yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i think uh yeah the bch guys are just simply molly molly coddled you know they have they 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 have not been mugged yet they have not been given a taste of what life is really like outside of the realms of home and education Mm. yeah yeah it's easy when you're chilling in your flat smoking a pipe you know and but yeah, there's, there's a difficult world out there. You know, yeah, exactly. Just, and it gets dangerous. You know, yeah, it yeah. seemed all right for me. Look, I'm not going to. Oh, sorry, yeah, guys, yeah. It, it seems quite like, you know, if Rob's still listening, I mean. Legend, massive, thanks the, for the, coming the, on. Yeah. But the BCH guy. community ought to be patting him on the back and saying, well done for coming on tonight to yeah. to have a war with us on a Wednesday night. You know. No, um, not war. It's a uh, debate. I think, debate. Uh, I don't want to hurt anyone. Box office. That's what you should call it. Wednesday box office. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the word. Brilliant. You know, I think um, the only uh, the only problem that Rob has got in his life is thinking about the fact that somebody might knock on his door and mm. confiscate his bong. Mm. That's the only thing he's worried about because he has no idea what's out there. No, you know. So we're, so when that when that's the biggest issue that you've got in your life, you know, <laughs> it suddenly becomes a big issue, and that's what you vote for. And then you you come out into the real world, and you're just like, wow, yeah, there is a lot of crap out there. Mm. As Captain Bitcoin said, you know, there's more to life than just sitting there on your bong. Um, yeah. 24-7. And he, I think he spoke about acid as well. So the oh. guy's obviously trying to escape from a, a situation or something. Um, you it's know, just trip- an adolescent stage in life. That's all it is, you mm. know. I mean, when, you, when, you're, when you're young, you know, doing that kind of stuff is probably quite important because it does add to your emotional development. Yeah, you but know? how do you explain uh, Roger then, who's, who's 40 years old? Douchebag, mate. Douchebag. Well, well, no. I mean, we, me, me, and you have discussed what's happened to Roger. He has been traumatized by being banged up for, mm. you know, for not doing anything. So he's just simply, you know, trying to get back at the governments. You know, um, but it's just like, okay, Roger, what are you going to do after that? Do you know what I mean? But what about the incident with the um, uh, when they planted the shank on him? That um, uh, basically, when it, when he was in prison, the, the guards played a joke on him. But um, is this what you heard? But this is what I've read, yeah. Right. Um, the, the, the guards played a joke on him by planting a shank on him and explaining that it was going to cost him another two years now. And he, he sort of broke down in tears. I think he was actually in, in an article that Roger himself done. 
Oh right. Oh yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what, what? What happened? When? When was well, he? In... Sorry, go he but he broke down in tears um, over it because he he was under the illusion that he was going to get another two years. Yeah. Um. So you know they were messing about with his head when he was in there, sort of thing. So we was often talk about perhaps some of this messing about with his head, not just what happened to him getting put in prison, but also while he was in there, um, could could have all led to this anarchy. Wow, yeah, yeah, because you end up hating the man, isn't it? And rebelling. Yeah, made him cry, do you know what I mean? The guy's bawling his eyes out, thinking he's got another two years on his sentence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be all right with that, because I'd think he's probably a joke or something. But um, obviously for him, freedom is obviously very important. And uh, he couldn't see that they were joking around and sort of, you know, it really affected him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's that's the whole thing, isn't it? You know, and sometimes something happens to someone. That's why it's so important to watch that film, Looper, people. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Because because it's it's got Bruce Willis, such a great film. I mean, guys, I cannot say how good that film is. And what it is, it's basically this kid um, grows up who's psychic that in the future ends up becoming a gang warlord. And they're going in, they're trying to change his past so that he he doesn't grow up to be a hateful person and rather than being the crime Lord that he becomes in the future, he ends up becoming a good guy. Mm. Does that make sense? By, by changing the things that affected him, you know, like it's, it's like saying, if you beat a dog, it grows up being a nasty dog. Whereas if you, if you actually uh, care for the dog, you know, the dog grows up a really nice dog, you know what I mean? It's, and it's that whole, concept you know of of um yeah you know i just very real big food for four i mean it's good debate it was an enjoyable debate and, and i hope we have more we want xrp on there at ltc as well you know it was a good debate captain bitcoin and it was healthy as well it's healthy for us to have these conversations rather than just one-liners on twitter absolutely absolutely you know, um we what, paid what each other respect show. as well do you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely um so no well, well done him for coming on yeah brave we don't Ish. always agree but we can agree to disagree <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but uh no i think pretty much we're done there today is there any final thoughts that sort of thing that you'd like to well i'll start in and let satoshi do one of his rants to finish with but i just <laughs> want to say how much i enjoyed that debate with uh rob right yeah. and i want more I want more debates live so everyone can listen to them. Yeah. So everyone can listen to them. We can all have it out. It was a good debate. It was an interesting one. I learned um, a little bit about Rob there and it kind of made me glad that I'm not in that frame of mind. Yeah. 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 I remember thinking when I was asking him about the laws and stuff and I was quite pleased about that, but all in all guys, I really enjoyed the show and I'm very delighted about the coin geek article as well. So thank you to all the listeners and thanks for coming in. Wow, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I think we'll call it a show for today. What a great two-hour burst. I mean, obviously, it's a lovely long show. I think this is our a great technology show that we've got today. So make sure, folks, we um, smash some donations down. Get these guys some beers for their great hard work they've been doing. We'll be divvying that out in a minute. And, uh, and yeah, what a, what a fantastic show, guys. You know, again, we're going to have more more shows. We're pumping it out. We've got so much to say and a real big message. You know, there's a dark world. There's a light world. There's a 
negative application of technology there's a positive application there i think we all agree here where we want that world to go and we've got to make that happen that's why it's so important what we're doing ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful night god bless